Pace Line is produced by the Cycling Independent, with the support of subscribers like you and additional underwriting from Shimano North America. We are community-focused, community-supported, and dedicated to the whole of cycling. Always remember, at the Cycling Independent, if you ride bikes, you're one of us. Cycling Independent, this is The Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. I'm John Lewis, sometimes Emlyn, sometimes Robot, and I'm on my own this week. Uh, Patrick, unfortunately, couldn't make it, so this will be a shorter-than-usual Pace Line, but I'm going to talk a bit about prepping for winter, and then we'll do a Pace Line pick, and then I'll let you get back to your day. Uh, But we didn't want to leave you without a show this week, so here we go. Uh, this morning was the first one I'd say was really cold here in New England. Uh, the thermometer read 28, uh, but there was a good breeze blowing too. I was up at 545 and the sunrise was stunning as they always seem to be this time of year. Actually, I'm fortunate to live on a hill overlooking Boston and we can see the sun coming up over the ocean off to the north of the city. And uh, there's this transition in the air each morning where it goes from slightly moist to, to dry. And I think that produces these amazing amber and orange sunrises, always with like a, a bright blue layer above. And I really enjoy them, although this morning there was a bite in the air, too. So that brings me to prepping for winter. And I'm not going to talk about clothing or accessories or any of that stuff. I'm just going to tell you the things I do to be ready when the air gets colder and the frozen precipitation starts to fly. But more importantly uh, than fly, accumulate. Uh, Before we even get to riding outside, I'm going to recommend if you have a trainer or rollers or some other indoor cycling equipment, Set it up now. Uh, I can't tell you the number of times I've gone to bed with good intentions to put in some time in the basement, only to be foiled because my bike wasn't already set up and ready to climb onto. Like, I, I wake up, I turn the coffee maker on, I go down the basement stairs, and it's just more than I can bring myself to do to put it all together. So just the other day, I pulled the trainer out, Mounted my road bike on it, uh, tweaked all the little things necessary to make it good to go. Now I have no excuses not to ride, even if the weather outside is atrocious. Now, riding outside. The ground is still dry here, but I'll be pulling out the studded tires this week and getting them mounted on a wheel set. So that day, I have a ride planned, but the snowy, icy stuff has arrived. I'm ready to go. If you're fortunate enough to have an extra wheel set, send them up now. If you don't have extra wheels, maybe you have one bike you convert to your studded tire bike while keeping another for dry ground days. I just know from past uh, winter experiences that um, my friends will at some point say, hey, we're going to ride tomorrow, and then I'm going to like panic set up studded tires. Uh, and it's not great. It's not a great move. So I'm going to get get a jump on that this year. Uh, 
This year I'm going with a set of 29er mountain bike wheels to be my winter set. In past I've done 40 millimeter studded gravel tires, but what I find is that I'm more likely to ride single track in the ice and snow, and having that extra volume and extra float is a big help. So, that's studded tires. As I'm thinking about making that change, it's also a good time of year to put fresh sealant in any tires you've been running tubeless. The great thing about tubeless is once they're set up, you don't have to mess with them, right? But that sealant does break down over time. Uh, ask any bike mechanic uh, how much they love cleaning the giant dried they have all kinds of words for them, but the big dried globs of latex that live inside uh, tubeless tires that haven't been uh, refreshed any time recently. So this is a great time of year to remove the old stuff, clean the insides of the tires, and put in a fresh batch of latex. If you don't do this at home, and I can understand why you wouldn't, then get those wheels into your local shop so a pro can do it. And that segues us to service. If you've been riding spring, summer, and fall, uh, and you're not an ace mechanic yourself, your bike or bikes need some love. Your local shop desperately needs you to book tune-ups, overhauls, and the rest of that stuff now. Not to show up the first sunny weekend in the spring and ask for a one-day turnaround so you can get out on the bike. Seriously, they hate that. Uh, they'll do it and they'll maybe smile while they do it, but they hate that. Seriously, bike shops live on service in the colder months. Get there early if you can. It'll give you peace of mind for spring and give them a jump on the tsunami of work that is coming their way now that it's the quote unquote off season. This same principle applies to new bike projects. Maybe you're going to treat yourself to a custom bike or have the shop uh, build you something a la carte, now is really the time to dive into that project. None of these things gets done overnight. They take time. Maybe you start with a fresh bike fitting. Uh, any way you slice it, there are multiple people involved, and bringing it all together into a dazzling new bike requires time and thought. Also, bike builders are starting to find room in their schedules after going like crazy all season. Kick that project off now. Uh, even if that just means scheduling that fitting or letting someone at the shop know you want to talk about a new bike. Finally, if you're going to try to ride somewhere warm, maybe a quick trip south to get the sun on your skin, you should really be pinning down dates and booking it now. Or last week. If you can manage that, do it last week. Don't overthink this. Get it in the books. I know not everyone has a bike vacation in their budget, but if you do, don't miss out on it because you waited until after Christmas to make a plan. Okay? So that's just what we should be thinking about in the middle of November. Uh, some of this stuff could get done uh, Thanksgiving week, uh, but don't, don't sleep on it because I've done it, and you wake up one day in March or April and you think, man, my bike is filthy and I wish it was tuned up. I guess I better do something about that. That's winter. Anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back in just a minute. This podcast is brought to you by Shimano. Um, uh, this is a recurring theme with me, but... Uh, 
when when Shimano put out their GRX component group, their gravel specific componentry, my first uh, reaction was really we need a we need a gravel specific uh, component group. Um, but you know, as is always the case in my history, I ended up uh, getting some, uh, putting it on my bike. I have a GRX Di2 one by setup on my uh, gravel bike, which is my go to my do everything bike, and I love it. So much. I love it so much. It's not a road group and it's not a mountain group, but it does exactly what I wanted to do out on the trail uh, in a way that I didn't I didn't imagine or could have conceived of before it came out. So there you go. Innovation from a company that doesn't probably have to innovate, uh, but does and keeps after it. And so we're proud to have them as sponsors of the podcast. Okay, we're back with the Pace Line, the podcast on two wheels. Uh, thanks for sticking with me this week. Let's move on to the Pace Line pick. Uh, today, I am picking the Fox Speed Frame Pro helmet. I really overthought this new helmet. I looked at a million helmets. I read about the different, uh, the different instantiations of MIPS. Uh, I looked at things that were on sale and things that weren't because I spend my own money on these things. Finally, I stopped by to see my friends at JRA Cycles, which is one of my local shops, and Adam, the manager there, was kind enough to walk me through my options and more or less tell me what was good and less good about a bit a pretty wide range of helmets. I settled on the Speedframe Pro because it has good volume uh, without being too big. It's MIPS equipped, uh, which feels like a must have to me. It looks pretty good. And the price, $179.95, is kind of in the middle range of what you pay for a high end helmet. It's not an inexpensive helmet by any stretch, but it's got a lot of the features that you get from the best helmets at a pretty good price. I spent a bit more uh, because I ride mountain bikes an awful lot. And no one wants to feed me soft foods for the rest of my life. I know because I asked. Maybe my favorite thing about this helmet is the clasp. Wait, is that what you call it? Is it a latch? No, no, it's a buckle, right? It's a buckle. Okay. Uh, the buckle on the Speedframe Pro is magnetic. So you really can open and close it with one hand. It very cleverly slides apart forward and back, not side to side. So it doesn't come apart while you're riding or while you're crashing, (laughs) uh, for that matter. Um, But it's just a very easy in and out thing to use. The uh, adjustment to the straps uh, is dead easy. It's quick. Again, these are things you can do with one hand. It's a nice helmet. If I have one knock on it, it's that it seems to channel sweat down my nose. There are solutions for that problem, but it is a curious one. Um, Anyway, it comes in seven different colors, and even if you're not a pro yourself, I'm certainly not, it's a great, comfortable helmet for everyday wear. That is the Fox Speedframe Pro. Uh, That is a wrap on this episode of The Pace Line. Patrick will be back next week, I promise. Thanks for bearing with us. If you have topics you'd like us to address, email me at robot at cyclingindependent.com. 
Or you can stick it in the comments, but if you don't want to put that out for the world to see, uh, that's okay. Just email me. Uh, If you have criticisms with the show, just email me. Uh, If you haven't subscribed, please consider it. And if you're a regular listener who hasn't left a review, either in iTunes or or Stitcher or wherever it is you're, you're getting this, I'd ask you humbly to do that, even if you have, again, criticisms for the show. Uh, feedback is important. It gives other listeners uh, who maybe haven't heard the show before something to go on. Uh, so I'd really appreciate that. Until next week, I'm John Emlyn Robot Lewis, and this was The Pace Line.